welcome to TAP, the awesome podcast. My name is Claire Turner and I'm an EFT practitioner, manifestation and mindset coach, the founder of Claire Turner EFT, the creator of Eight Weeks to Weight Loss and the From Doubt to Clout courses. Now, I am obsessed with helping women to overcome feelings of self-doubt and to grow into the awesome and empowered goddesses that they truly are. Now, if you are looking to tap into your divine right to success and abundance, then you have come to the right place, my friend. My goal within this podcast is to help you see your infinite potential, to tap into your personal power and be, do and have whatever you dream of. Thank you so much for pressing play. We're going to have so much fun. Let's get going. Well, aloha, or should that be ho, 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 ha, as this is the Christmas edition. Welcome, welcome to the awesome podcast or tap. Um, Christmas is quite literally just around the corner now. I hope you are all prepared and that you haven't had too much stress in the lead up to it uh, here in the UK. Um we've basically had Christmas cancelled. So all sorts of things going on with regards to that. Um, Fun and games, fun and games, affecting quite a lot of people quite badly. And uh, if you want to check out my YouTube channel, if you two are suffering with a bit of Christmas stress or afraid of being alone at Christmas, then do check out my YouTube channel. I'll pop the link in the comments because there's all sorts of fantastic tap-alongs for you to take part in to help bring that stress response down and just make you feel better, which is something we could all do with as we approach the end of 2020, the shitstorm (laughs) that was 2020. So with it being the Christmas edition, I thought I would give you just a few Christmas tips. Now, these are mainly something we share with our chiropractic clients, um, but they are relevant across the board. So strap into your pajamas and let's get going with those tips. So tip number one. Now, this tip, it may seem self-evident, but so often it can get forgotten and it's just quite simply to make sure you get outside. The temptation at Christmas is to just sit on your couch watching TV and filling your boots with cheese and whilst that's all well and good and is absolutely something I'm planning on doing, uh, we can often forget just to go outside and getting out and getting some fresh air is just so important. I can't even begin to tell you how important it is. And it's something that I make sure I do on a regular basis. I mean, I start my day every day um, with some exercise. And if I haven't exercised outside, I always make sure I do my stretching outside and just get some of that fresh air going. And I feel a billion times better for having done that. And if I don't do that for whatever reason, I can really notice it. It has a real effect on my mood. So tip number one, get outside, get some fresh air going on. Tip number two, 
which can be combined with tip number one. See how I make life easier for you? You're very welcome. Tip number two is make sure you get some exercise going on. Now, exercise is absolutely vital. Movement is one of the uh, nutrients of the spine and it helps to keep those signals running clearly between your brain and your body. And it also increases your energy. So again, Christmas time, the temptation is to just sit around. But I strongly recommend that you do move your body. And if you want to kill two birds with one stone, two partridges in that pear tree, uh, then you can go outside for a walk. Boom! Combining tip one and tip two. And you'll really feel the difference. Um, sometimes exercising around Christmas is one of the very last things we want to do. But just notice uh, if you spend a lot of time sat on the sofa or sat in a chair, just notice what happens to your energy levels. Uh, case in point with this is uh, the good old Netflix binge. I think we've all been there, where we seem to be rooted to whatever it is we're sitting on. And even Netflix isn't sure. It has to keep asking us, are you there? Are you watching? Are you alive? And you do feel really, really, come the end of the day or come, you know, you just feel really, really sluggish. You feel really lethargic. Whereas in um, opposition to that, just think about how you feel if you've been to the gym or you've been for a walk or you've done some form of exercise and how your energy levels go up afterwards. You may not have felt like doing it to start with, but once you've done it, you have so much more energy. And with Christmas, it's really tempting, particularly when you have elderly relatives, uh, such I have the couple of ageds. And it's tempting not to do your exercise. It's tempting not to go for a walk because maybe they can't physically do that. Um, or if they did, then it's going to be an absolute crawl through no, you know, through no fault of their own. Shit happens when you get old. Um, but the temptation is then just to not do it so that you don't leave them on, your, on their own. Um, <laughs> in my case, I'm often too worried to leave them on their own because my dad has this awful habit of picking up the TV remote control and reprogramming it without knowing how or why, or what he did, or what buttons he pressed, and then I end up with a TV that's speaking Russian to me. So <laughs> not leaving them on their own, not leaving them unattended is often a survival tactic. Um, but just do what you can, because you will notice a difference. And after a couple of days of having the old folk round, if I haven't exercised because I'm too afraid to leave them unattended, I feel really quite shit um so just just keep an eye on that and do your best to get outside and get some exercise whenever you can now tip number three ah oh, tip number three food christmas food isn't it just the best so much cheese it feels like i'm gonna die i never eat cheese except at christmas and i bloody love cheese and all the trimmings and the temptation, again, is to sit down and stuff yourself silly with enormous portions, portions you would never dream of eating normally. But on Christmas, it seems to be the done thing. 
And that can really overwhelm your system and it can leave you feeling really sick, um, really lethargic, really quite ill. I mean, I don't know who, who's reached for the Alka-Seltzer after a big Christmas lunch. And a much better way of doing it, if you can, a better way of approaching this is to have smaller portions, but eat more often. So instead of stuffing yourself silly, you know, pace yourself. You can still eat just as much as you would do normally, but by pacing it out throughout the day, doing the smaller portions, you're not sending your system into overload. Your body isn't needing to shut down to digest what you've just shoved down it. So little bits often. And tip number four is get yourself plenty of water and I'm not talking as a mixer I'm on to you I'm on to you <laughs> most of the population is severely dehydrated and you know we can we can use I think it's something like up to two liters of water just laying in bed sleeping so have a think with that in mind, have a think about how much water you drink during the day. And then thinking that when you go to bed, you're going to lose two liters. Your body is going to use two liters of water just lying sleeping. So if you only had a liter of water during the day, when you wake up, your dehydration will be compounded. And then if you only drink another liter of water that day, it's just going to get worse and worse. You get more and more dehydrated. And here's the thing regarding the human body. There's only one organ that shouldn't be bathed in water. Every single cell in your body should be bathed in water. Apart from, can you guess? Can you guess what the one organ is that shouldn't be bathed in water? I'll give you a moment. You can mull that over. And if you guessed your stomach, you're absolutely correct. That should be um, having acid in it. But every other cell in your body should be bathed in water. And the more dehydrated you get, the less efficiently your body will work. And particularly your brain, you lose masses uh, of cognitive ability when you're dehydrated. I think it's something ridiculous. Like if you're 5% dehydrated, you lose like 20 to 25% cognitive ability. So basically you're gonna get really stupid and you're gonna find it difficult to, you know, sort out the Christmas family arguments or win the game of Monopoly or Cluedo or whatever it is. Water is really, really important, yet so many people don't drink enough. And something we often hear um, is the, the wail that, oh, I can't possibly drink, because we recommend three to four liters daily. And the, the, the common whale around that is, oh, I can't possibly drink three to four litres of water. But if you think about it, when you go to the pub, how easy is it to down six pints of beer or whatever your poison is, you know, in an evening, in a few hours? So it's not so much that you can't drink that amount of water. It's more the association you have with water. So water is boring, potentially, whereas something like beer can get very exciting when you have lots of it. But just think back to the favour you're doing your body. Your body is quite literally crying out 
for more water. And here's another thing. Your brain often can't tell the difference between feeling hungry and feeling thirsty. And it'll interpret thirst as hunger a lot of the time. So you start to feel hungry and you eat food and you gain weight. Whereas if you actually drank a pint of water and waited for a moment, you'd probably find that that hunger subsided and that actually your body wasn't hungry. It was just thirsty. So there's another top tip there. And I often see a really funny meme going around Facebook. Um, whereas, you, you know, uh, if you're feeling hungry, you should make sure you drink. Uh, so drink a bottle of Prosecco and see what happens. But <laughs> it doesn't quite achieve the same thing. And when I'm talking about water, as I mentioned before, I'm not talking about water as a mixer. I'm also not talking about coffees or caffeinated teas. Um, I'm not talking about juices um, and ideally not squash either. We're talking just water. Now, herb or tea isn't quite so bad. Just to make sure there's no caffeine in it. But just water is absolutely ideal. And I'm not saying don't drink any of those things. I love my coffee. I'm a, I'm a bit of a, um, what's it called? bulletproof fiend, um, particularly the mentalist version. Uh, but the trick with that is if you have a cup of coffee or a cup of tea, have a glass of water in between. So then you're staggering it, a bit like what your parents probably told you when you first started drinking, which is, you know, okay, have a glass of alcohol and have a glass of water and just um, alternate is the word I'm looking for. Alternate those things. And that's an easier way of doing it. And with regards to the amount of water you need to be drinking, if you are currently only drinking like half a litre of water a day, don't suddenly try to drink three litres of water because that ain't going to happen. Build it up gradually. Uh, you know, Spend a, a week doing a litre of water a day, then up that to a litre and a half for the next week and just kind of sneak up on it. And yes, you are going to go for a pee more often. And that's a good thing because it's getting rid of toxins. Now here's the thing, it doesn't take long for your body to adapt to the increase of water. And pretty soon you'll stop needing the toilet quite so much. So water is tip number four, which will also be helpful over Christmas with the amount of alcohol that can be drunk. So make sure you're getting some water into your system in between the eggnog and the mulled wine. And then tip number five, Obviously, as I'm an EFT practitioner, tip number five will be to tap. Tap whenever you need to. Here's the thing about tapping. It turns off your stress response. And if you are spending Christmas with family, if you're lucky, you really like your family and you get on really well. But even... If you're looking at that scenario, there are times when they will get on your tits and you will go into a stress response, particularly as the alcohol flows, it'll be more and more easy to get a bit snappy, particularly if you are in the unfortunate position of not being able to stand your family and spend most of the year avoiding them at all costs. And then for some reason, it seems to be a great idea to get together at Christmas. So tapping is very, very quick, very, very efficient way to bring down the stress response and any other negative emotion or feeling. So anything like anger or sadness, because they are all stress responses. And what I have a tendency to do um, is 
excuse myself and go to the loo and then sit on the loo and just do some tapping. I do like to multitask. <laughs> and if you are in the middle of feeling the stress response in whatever emotion that that forms in, you don't have to say any words. You can literally just tap through the points because uh, if you're in the middle of feeling the feels, the words the words aren't necessary. We only use the words in EFT to keep the issue in the forefront of our minds. If you're already in the middle of an emotion, then you don't need to say anything. That's not to say you can't if you if you want to, by all means. But if you are often bamboozled about what to say when you EFT, then just know that if you are in the middle of feeling the feels, you don't have to say a word. You can just tap through the points. So don't let things get on top of you. Christmas can be wonderful. It can also be extremely stressful. It can be extremely overwhelming. Uh, this year in particular, uh, it's a little bit more fear-filled fear as well. Um, so don't, don't just suffer. You can allow yourself to dwell in the negative feeling for a while, but notice it, acknowledge it, and then allow it to just pass through you. And you do that with EFT. And the reason it's so important to acknowledge it and then let it go is that I'm sure you've heard the term, what you resist persists. So the tendency is, um, when we feel a bit shit, the tendency is to pretend that we don't or to tell ourselves that we're just being silly or to get over it. And we stuff that negative emotion down into our bodies, which is all fine and dandy until it isn't. Because once you start stuffing an emotion down, you tend to keep stuffing an emotion down and your body will hang on to it unless you release it. And the consequence, unfortunately, of not releasing negative emotions can be really, really dire. It, you know, it can lead to all sorts of pains. It can lead to dis-ease. It can lead to illnesses. If you have a pain, a persistent pain that no one can seem to do anything with, I'd start to get curious about it. And start asking yourself, if you have a tendency to stuff emotions down, consider your pain. And maybe ask yourself, if this pain were an emotion, what would it be? And see what comes up. Or if this pain were a person, who would it be? And then have a think about the connecting emotion. And then you can do some tapping for that and start releasing that emotion from in your body, thus freeing you from the pain. And if you do tap on pain, don't be surprised if it moves around your body. It's something we call chasing the pain. And it's basically the negative emotion trying to find its way out. So don't be alarmed if you find that the pain is moving around. So it might start off in your shoulder, then it might move to your elbow. Don't worry, just alter your words so that you're describing where it currently is and just keep going until that pain level comes right down. So cycling back to where I started with that, which is about, you know, you can you can 
have the negative emotion. It's if you're human, which I'm guessing you are, you're going to have shitty emotions. That's just the way it goes. I have plenty of them and I allow myself to feel them. I visit them, but I don't stay there. I allow myself to feel them if I want an evening of just um, sitting with the emotion in my in my pit of self pity, <laughs> just wallowing in that negative emotion, which sometimes that's all I want to do, and I allow myself to do that. But then the next day, the next morning, I make sure I do some tapping on it and I set about releasing it. A case in point was in the UK. Um, we had our Christmas snatched away from us on Saturday. And it completely bollocked up my Christmas plans quite significantly, as I'm sure it did for a lot of other people. And my initial reactions, we'd had our Christmas party the night before. Yeah, the night before. So I may have been a little tender. Um, I may have been having an old lady nap on the couch. And I woke up to the announcement that there was no Christmas. And uh, I won't lie, that fucked me right off. And I threw my toys out of my pram. I got angry. I got frustrated. Uh, I may have stomped around the house a little bit. My other half very wisely left me completely alone. And then I went to bed. I slept on it. And in the morning, I came up with a pivot plan. And I did tapping and released those emotions so that they weren't dwelling. So I allowed myself those negative emotions. I needed at that point in time, I wanted and needed to feel them. That probably didn't do me masses of good. Um, I did tap a little bit to bring the intensity down, but some part of me wanted to go through that. And so I let it. But then I released it the next day. So don't beat yourself up for having negative emotions. Don't worry about that. You're allowed to have them. Just don't hang on to them. So those are the Christmas tips from myself. First one, just to recap, is get outside, get some fresh air. Tip number two is make sure you do some exercise. Can be really gentle, but just be a bit of stretching, a bit of yoga. Or if you want to be super efficient, go for a walk outside, combining tips one and two. The next tip was food related. Go for the smaller portions more often. Make sure you're leaving room for the cheese at the end of the evening. Tip number four was make sure you get plenty of water. Make sure you stay hydrated. You will feel so much better for it. And your body will thank you for it. And tip number five is tap whenever you need to. If you are worried that you're gonna get triggered in advance, you can tap in advance of people coming over. Uh, so it'd be even though I'm anticipating getting really pissed off with Uncle Bob, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. And you can just talk as if you were talking to a friend and tap through the points as you do so. So there we have it, my five top tips for surviving Christmas. So with that being said, I hope you have an absolutely wonderful time. Even if you have found your Christmas affected like we have in the UK, um, you know, that's okay. You can't control a lot of the external stuff that's going on at the moment. It's just out of our hands, unfortunately. 
but you can control how you react to it. So instead of focusing on everything that may have gone wrong or could go wrong, instead find the things that you can feel grateful for. Find the things that are working, because the more you look for those, the more you focus on those, the more good stuff there will be for you to find. So Merry Christmas, ho, 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 and all that jazz. Have a fantastic new year, and I will speak to you again on the other side. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, be sure to share it with me in a review so I can keep the awesome stuff coming your way. And if you aren't already following me on social media, come and soak up the extra inspiration by following me on facebook.com forward slash Claire Turner EFT or visiting my website at clairetourneft.com. And just so you're aware, I'm very greedy. Claire has everything in it, C-L-A-I-R-E. I appreciate you so much, and I cannot wait to connect with you again in the next episode. In the meantime, be awesome. <laughs>